We're going to get that caravan rolling, my friend, down the highway, singing tunes and like a little old band, right? Like a family right. band. All of a sudden, we're playing banjos and we're walking barefoot every <laughs> I, I just think you're like the Partridge family for some reason. <laughs> we're Here playing we gigs. <laughs> Start the timer. Welcome to the Location Indie Podcast, a behind-the-scenes, unfiltered, no-holds-barred look at the realities of the location-independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Trav. I woke up at 6.50 a.m. today, and I did not enjoy it. <laughs> I am Jason, and we're the co-founders of the community Location Indie, all about the travel, the freedom, the lifestyle. You can learn more at Location Indie. Dot com and get on our free newsletter because we're always dishing out all kinds of little gems for you about location independence and travel. Trav, um, you know, you say in the intro from two guys who are living it and uh, getting up at 650 doesn't sound um, doesn't sound like, you know, your typical jam. What's going on? Right. So I it, this is a Good and bad thing. I didn't like it when I got up. However, when we're recording this, it's only 10.50 a.m. where I am, and I've already done a ton of stuff. So I like what it leads to, but I don't like the moments of actually doing it. I'm staying at a friend's house here in Portland. This guy's crazy. He gets up at like 4 o'clock every day. He was actually at a house an hour and a half away, so he left that place at 4.30 or, or 5.00. Uh, came to this place, needed to grab some of his stuff here. So he's like, hey, is it cool if I like stop in, um, you know, around like 7 a.m.? Well, what am I going to say? Like, it's your own house. Yeah, of course it's cool. So I wanted to make sure I was at least up. So I set the alarm for 6.50. And, um, you know, I got up and threw some water in my face and tried to make sure my voice wasn't too groggy. I'm like, oh, yeah, dude, I've been up. Don't worry. But no. See, that would have been like the perfect opportunity to do like a real dark gag. Like, you know, maybe tie Heather up to a chair, your wife or something, you know, with, with loose ties and just pretend blindfold her and like put a ski mask on and just open the door and be like, Oh yeah, come in. Do you need your stuff? Sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that would be, yeah. that would be a shocking way to start the morning for that, that gentleman. Uh, it, it, are you renting his house on Airbnb? No. So it's a, it's a friend of mine oh, okay. and we're just here and he gave, he was nice enough to like allow us to stay here as long as we wanted in Portland. Cause he was at his other house. It's kind of up in, uh, up in the mountains. So, um, yeah, of course I couldn't say like, no, Hey, you think maybe you could come over at like maybe nine 30. And I knew here's the thing. I knew he always got up at four 30. So him asking to come at seven was probably him actually waiting a good half hour to 45 minutes from when he would normally have been here. So anyway, what was good about it, Jay, is I got up, you know, I was up at seven. He was here. We had an awesome chat. Uh, um, I already went to, you know, I did some stuff online and we already went to the grocery store, bike to the grocery store and back and all this kind of stuff. And it's not even 11 a.m. yet. So um, I know for some people that's a that's a normal thing. But for me, I usually get up around nine. So, um, dude, I mean, it feels time. it feels good, right? It's it's good because you get so much done and it's so early in the day. You can't even believe it. And you are in for a treat, my friend. You are in for an incredible treat because 
what we're talking about today ties in with this perfectly. Let me tell you, when I was up last night, Travis, I was up at 3.30 in the morning giving my 15-month-old daughter a diaper change, and she likes a little milk. You know, she likes to take a little milk at that time um, and a little bit of water if she's thirsty, you know. Put her back down, could not fall asleep again until like 5.30, and then she woke up at like 6. So, um, yeah. So by like 9, we had been all over the place in Oslo, been to the playground, been to different places, just cruising around. And it's amazing because I look at the watch, and I still can't believe because I feel like almost a whole day has gone by. Not because I'm not having a good time, but because you're just up so early and many hours pass. And the reason why I'm bringing this up, Trav, is because you have some news that I know some people have heard, but maybe not everybody. Would you care to share? Yes. Yeah, so um, this may be one of the latest that I get up four months from now. Uh, after Heather and I, Heather and I are pregnant, we're going to have a baby November. Well, due date You're is pregnant 5th. too? Wait a minute. I, I, Both I, of you guys well, are I, pregnant I, at the same you time? You have to That's... say we're pregnant. I, I've gotten Do that because I've been to? saying, I, I... well, you don't, ha- you don't have to do anything, of course, but mm-hmm. I have been saying oh, Heather's pregnant, and usually people are fine with that, but some people kind of look at me and like, and I'm like, okay, yeah, we're pregnant. I, I don't like the we're pregnant thing. This could be a whole other episode. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But I feel I, like there was like some kind of Seinfeld episode on this or something. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> well, either way, she's pregnant. Uh, we will both be having a child uh, together um, November 5th, and so life is going to change. And one of the things uh, that I am most... I guess most interested slash worried about is the fact that we'll be getting up much, much, much earlier, like or getting up in the middle of the night and then going back to bed. You know, that whole routine, anyone with a kid uh, knows that. So I, I say I'm interested in it because I am interested to see if this does make me more of a morning person, like if it does get me in a routine where even if the child wasn't around, I would still wake up and be ready to go at a, at, at an earlier hour, With which if that's the case, that's great. But I'm obviously pretty worried because I do like eight hours of sleep and I know I won't be getting that. So um, yeah, it, it's, it's a good and bad thing. Uh, obviously, having a child is a good thing, but the waking up... I can see the silver lining, but I think it's going to be pretty brutal when it's actually happening. <laughs> well, and you don't even drink coffee, which is the scary part, but... um. I'll tell you what, Trav, before I had my daughter, the number one thing that I was afraid of was the losing sleep part because I just couldn't imagine. And by the way, we're going to get into, trust me, we are getting to location independence and travel because that's what we're talking about today. We're not just talking about um, being dads and what it's like to get up in the middle of the night with your kid. I can tell you that was one of the fears was you know, losing sleep and how would I react and would I be able to handle it? And it's one of those things where you just, you just do it. And like, actually, surprisingly, you get up and you're, you're caring for that child and you, you feel like it's the most important thing in the world and you're happy to do it. And, and like how you feel now and how you'll feel after our $2 friends. So I'm curious to talk to you. Maybe we can revisit this conversation um, after you have this little one. But the other thing, or there are many things that I think bef- right before something like this happens is particularly specifically having a kid. There are many things that can be scary. And one of the things that I want to talk about today that I think we both felt i'm sure being guys that have like been used to just wandering around the planet and living nomadically and kind of doing what we want to do travel wise pretty much all the time um for many many years is you know i want to see how you feel about how that's going to change and i mean i think this will be a cool episode because um 
I'm on the other side. You know, my daughter's 15 months old. We've done some traveling with her. There's plenty more ahead. And I've kind of got the experience now of having been through that. And you're kind of, you're like knocking on that door. So we're getting like sort of two different perspectives here. Yeah, it'll be fun for listeners. It'll be fun for me as well. If, if you're, if you don't have children and you might be thinking about it, you'll, you're in the same boat as me here where in your head, here's the things that you think are going to change. And if you have kids, it'll be fun for you to listen because you can say like, wow, Trav, way wrong on that one, way right on this one. Yeah, I, a few of the things with one of the reasons that I love location independence and I love this lifestyle is that it does allow you to have so much freedom. So typically, if you look at someone's life and you think of all the things that they have in their life that are responsibilities that and I'm not using this in a term in a bad way, but all these things that box them in or cage them in because they have these responsibilities and you look at it and you think, OK, first big one, family, second big one, work. You know, maybe third big one, a house and a mortgage. Fourth, which goes into work because you need to pay for it. You know, fourth big one, like a car. So you think of all these things that, again, not in a bad way, but tie you down or put you into a certain situation. Let's face it. They're the things that hold a lot of people back from traveling. Yeah, and put you into a certain situation. Yeah, right. So one of the best things about this lifestyle and about building something that is your own and that is able to be location-dependent is the fact that one of those huge things is removed, this idea of work. So right away, the beauty of having a child for me at this point is that I am coming into a situation where my responsibilities are very, very, very little. So having a child adds one layer onto that and a big layer. But for a lot of people, it would add that layer on top of all the other layers that they have as well. So that's pretty cool, you know, way to think of like, I'm not thinking of what I'm really going to lose. I'm thinking more in the fact that, hey, it's pretty incredible that even when I have a child, I could theoretically and probably logically will have more freedom than other people, even if they don't, because they have all those other layers on. So that that's just, that being said, obviously life, like, so I'm very excited about that, but obviously life will, will change. Like I'm not naive enough to think about, I think it won't. And I think one of the big ways that it'll change is that not that we stop traveling because we get that question all the time. Oh, I guess you're going to stop or even a statement. Oh, I guess you're going to stop traveling now. Right. Like, congratulations. You're having a kid. Oh, look at this. It's going to ruin your lifestyle. And I'm like, uh, no, it's not. I mean, if we want to travel as much as we've been traveling, we can. My guess, though, is that we'll travel just in bigger chunks. It will be more organized. It will be more structured. And it will typically be for longer Period. So in essence, we're going to start traveling slower. And we've already started to doing, doing that from when we were in our twenties and we were bumping around all the time to, you know, in getting into your thirties and just wanting to travel slower anyway for work reasons, uh, for personal reasons of just enjoying that type of travel more. Um, I, I think that it will certainly make our travel slow down, but I, I would guess, Jay, that if we looked at the amount of days that we are traveling, you know, let's say 50% of the time we traveled in the last year without a kid. My guess is that the amount of days traveled would probably be a lot closer than people would think. 
it'll just happen in a different way. It won't be, oh, this month we're in three places and this, and then we're coming home. Then it might be like, hey, we're away for three months. We got an apartment in Australia because it's winter in the U.S. Okay, now we're back in the U.S. for a longer period of time. Yeah. Is is my guess of how it'll happen? Yeah, I mean, one of the things that you touched on a little bit, and I want to bring up in this episode that I think is going to be one of the main points, if not the main point, at least from my perspective, is why location independence is so incredible because it grows with you. And for many people that we talk to, people in the location into community, other people that were around ourselves when we were, like you said, maybe younger doing tra- traveling in a different way, it was um, to have that freedom to travel. And it still is that. But as you grow older and you have maybe other interests or you want to have a family or maybe you decide you want to live somewhere for a little while. We talk about this on the show. We haven't talked really about the family aspect, which is why I wanted to bring it up today, um, given our situations. And like I said, being on both sides of of that door. But, um, you know, it's a beautiful thing to create something that gives you the freedom to... Not only like travel now and do all these kind of crazy things you want to do now, but then later, if you do decide, if you don't have kids, you do decide to have them. I mean, imagine being able to like spend as much time as you want with your kid or when you want to spend time with your kid. It's, it's, and it's something that I thought about when I started getting into location independence. It wasn't the main driver, but I did think about, hey, like this is something I might want to do one day. And wouldn't it be cool if I was like established enough? where I could just have that time and I didn't have to like rush out the door and not see my kid for eight hours or whatever and have to drop them off at daycare and, um, you know, and then rush home and have dinner and then they got to go to bed. And like, I don't, I didn't want that. And like, this is so huge for location independence and having that location freedom that goes, you know, even beyond travel and all the typical things we talk about that I think can get, you even more excited on many levels if you're somebody that's considering this or if you already have kids you already know that that would be an awesome thing because it is we talk about batching a lot and i think that's a with kids it it batching becomes even more important and the beauty of location independence is that it allows you to batch because if you are efficient and effective with your work you can work way less than eight hours in a day. Now, that's not saying you're never going to work eight hours. That's not saying like when we're in the midst of like Paradise Pack and big projects, we're doing something big that we might work even more than eight hours a day, of course. But the beauty of it is that you don't, you know, when you have a regular job and let's just say nine to five, right? A typical nine to five job. You're technically, and let's say you come home, you don't have any work to do. Like that's not the case for most people. Even when they have a nine to five job, they're now with email and and text, and you know they're always on the front. And people are always bringing work home with them much more than they did even ten years ago. But let's say you have a regular nine to five job and you don't bring work home from you. So that is in essence batching. You're at work from nine to five, and then you're home. The problem with that batching is that your batch nine to five is basically the middle of the day when you would get to spend time with your kids. So, oh, cool. Yeah, you might see them an hour and a half in the morning. You might see them an hour and a half, two, three hours at night and on the weekends. But to me, that's not the type of batching I want to do. I mean, I'd much rather have it be something where, all right, I'm going to work four hours or even if I have to work eight hours, I'm going to work eight hours, but maybe... 
I do maybe, I mean, this, this might be the case. Who knows? I wake up early in the morning and I get four hours of it done in the morning and I get four hours done at night when they're asleep or something like it just allows this flexibility to be able to do stuff like that. Um, and I see it happen with, with people in our lives and, and that we know being able to successfully do this. And so I'm not, you know, going back to what, what I think is going to happen and kind of how I foresee the future and what my, what my worries and thoughts and, and, ideas are for it, I'm not exactly worried about it, uh, like about me not being able to do what I want to do. Like take advantage of the other parts of location independence. Right. Like I think it'll just help me in ways that that I'm not as good now. It'll probably help me be more efficient and effective. It will definitely do that. It will definitely do that. (laughs) All right. Well, they're good. And, and, And coming from someone who I know we're very similar in our in our efficiency, like we can get super efficient, but we're not naturally always boom, 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 boom. We kind of like, we, we have to work to pigeonhole ourselves. Into I efficiency. think that's mo- most people really. I mean, because I, I do too. Well, I think cause I it's tied too. in with what you said earlier and, and I didn't mean to cut you off here, but like the eight hour work week really was, or the eight hour work day is really just a made up thing. And I don't think personally, anybody can be productive, like a hundred percent productive for eight hours a day. It's just not, it just or at is least not over the long haul. I think someone yeah. could for like, oh yeah for yeah yeah for like day, but, yeah but yeah but over like five days a week years? for yeah, you know no that way. that's not realistic and that's not the way people really work like in the in that's the way they work in the real world like oftentimes because they're forced to but to actually be one hundred percent productive all those days is is I don't think that's possible. Really. Yeah, it's an arbitrary thing that yeah. happened and has just taken hold and continues to happen over and over again. Um, It's BS basically. Yeah. yeah, Well, we know that. (laughs) Remember F the office, (laughs) F the alarm clock. Um, But I, um, I I do think that it will help me be more efficient and effective. I think it will help me be less of a perfectionist. So, you know, okay, I've got an hour to, to get these three emails written and off and, and scheduled and ready. Guess what? If I know that in that hour, my baby can wake up or is going to wake up or could wake up literally at any time because it's not like you even know, hey, I've got a whole hour. Maybe they'll wake up in half an hour. You could attest to that. So you better believe like, all right, get it done, read through it, get it ready so that, you know, when this does happen, when you are interrupted, you know, it you're ready to go and you're ready to move on to, to that next phase of life, which is then being around your your child. So I think that'll really, really help because you don't have that time to go back and make sure it's all perfect and 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 do that. It's like you know the, the old 80/20, right? If it's 80% right, you're good to go. And I think we struggle with that when we have enough time because there's nothing else pressing on us. Here's the thing, and I mean this is another side benefit I'd say of location independence is it prepares you for this I would say unpredictability. So if you start First of all, if you're an entrepreneur, you're starting your own thing, the unpredictability factor is always going to be there because you're always trying to figure things out. You're not sure how things are going to work. So that becomes a muscle you build in in business. And then also, if you're a traveler and you're listening to this, and I know you know most people that do are into travel, and like that's one of the main reasons why they want to have that flexibility to do it, either with their families or just right now, um, you 
you're exposed to that all the time too, because yeah, you can plan things out, but of course, you know, trains are delayed. Things are happening. Sometimes like, Oh, we got to spend an extra night here. Now we got to find a place to stay. Like all these things happen when you travel long enough, you're going to have unpredictable things happen. And it's actually the same when you have a kid. I'm now I'm giving Travis a little insight into what to expect because you think, all right, like here's the schedule. Like this is when this kid usually takes a nap and this is when I can get work done and all that type of stuff. But then like two days later, it's different. And then it's the same again. And it's different. There's these transition period because we're talking about human beings. They're not like machines that are going to go to bed at this time and get up at this time. And it's always going to be the same. But because you've had all the experience, you know, kind of dealing with stuff on the fly, trying to run your business on the fly when you're traveling, trying to figure things out on on the fly as an entrepreneur, as we do that. Um, it's just another thing that, you know, you adapt to. And I think the adaptability... Like you can take from your location-independent life and then put that on your your new life with a kid yeah, or it's, vice it's a skill. versa. Or, it's if, a, or if you're... Right. The, the adaptability is a skill and it applies to this situation as well. And I, I honestly think going the other way then. So people who have been listening who who have had families and have had children and aren't location independent but are thinking about doing it, I you know, we're talking from the perspective of two guys who were location independent, built this businesses, then had kids. There's a lot of people going the other other way. Same thing applies. You you've learned skills and lessons and things that could only be taught from the experience of having a child and dealing with a kid waking up at four a.m. and throwing up on you and blah 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 and all that kind of stuff. So you are you know don't sell yourself short if you're saying yeah, but I don't have this skill, this skill, this skill. And maybe you're talking about like let, let's say you're a parent. And you say, well, I don't have a web design background. I don't have tech skills and this and that. You have certain skills that other people won't have. So don't sell yourself short. You know, realize that. Think about how you can implement it. Think about what you've gone through and how that might relate then to a business that you're building. Because it's not when you're building a business, you're building that lifestyle. It's not always. It's not just the tech and the business building. It's the mindset, as we talk about a lot on this podcast, and it's also the the characteristics and the personality that you've grown into as you've grown gone through life. Yeah, and we've been fortunate. Um because of our travel podcasts and just through the community and everything like that. I mean, even in location indie, we have, you know, our live chat area and the forums and everything. And, and there are, you know, sections on like, there's like a family travel group. And, you know, we have one of our members is living in an RV with his wife and two dogs and four kids. I mean, that's, that's a packed house there. And like, so we've been exposed to all of these um, families that have done it in a variety of ways and it's so empowering to see people doing that. And it really takes the sort of, it's another kind of, yeah, I mean, use the as role models to be like, hey, you know, you might have those people that come up to you, like you said, Trav, where they're like, like they're like saying a statement, like, you're, yeah, your lifestyle's ruined now. You can't do this now. What do you think? Yeah, suck it, Trav. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like basically like, people who are probably, <laughs> not that they mean it this way, right. but they're probably people who have been somewhat jealous, not, you know, in, in, in a happy for me, but a little envious or jealous of my lifestyle. And it's kind of like, all right, cool. Well, now it's time, time for the for real world. Come, time come for back his... to us. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, Peter Pan. Now it's time to take your wings. <laughs> Peter away, Pan. Right. Um, or, I don't know. <laughs> Peter Pan had wings. Yeah, I guess he did. Um, So like, and I think there's some of that too. And um, one of my favorite things now is, is it's going to be very fun for me. And it's been fun me watching you to, to, 
to use this as a learning experience and to say, hey, here's what I think is going to happen, but it's obviously going to look different. But now I can speak from perspective of experience once I have a child and we start doing things with a child and, and really like not shove it in people's face who say, oh, yeah, now look, at, look at you. Like you're going to hold the kid experience. up to the face right. like, be like in your face. <laughs> but but use it as like another learning point. The same people were telling me, hey, I guess your lifestyle is ruined now or oh, have fun. Have fun traveling these last couple months because you won't get through it. Were the same people saying that exact same thing. Years ago, because of X, Y, and Z reason, because, oh, you had a regular job, and then we still travel when we had a regular job, or, you know, or you don't have a lot of money, but we still found a way to do it. Like, all the things that held them back from traveling, you know, didn't hold us back, and didn't, and and so this, having a child, isn't going to hold us back either. It will look different, but it will still be the same, it will still be us making the decisions and leading the decisions forward. Um. Which, if you're a parent, you're probably like, oh, no, no, Trav, you're wrong about that. So uh, you're probably, when I say us, I do mean us as a threesome, Heather and the baby and I. Sometimes I'm sure the baby will be making most of the decisions with that. Um, but here's an interesting thing that I think is going to change that I'm excited about as well. Um, you know when you get on a plane... Uh, like I'm a people pleaser for sure. So so even though I draw a line in the sand I'm, and I don't mind taking a stance for things, I still always want people to like me and I I, I want to be I don't want to be a, a pain in the butt right to, to anyone except Heather she would disagree with that <laughs> um, but so when I get on a plane you know I'm always making sure like oh I, I sometimes I don't put my seat back because yeah. like I don't want to disturb the person they have their trade you know like I'm just you're considerate I, I, yeah, but it's more that, yeah, I, I don't want to cause any controversy and mm. I don't want to cause conflict. Yeah, and I'm just like, anyway, I'm very hyper aware of my surroundings and what people think of me to, to sometimes a degree that's, that is too much, I, I think. Having a kid is going to change all that because when you're on the plane and the kid is screaming and you're trying to get the kid to sleep, like there's only so much, you know, consideration or, or stuff that you can have until you're just like, hey, whatever. Like I can't control it. this kid is crying. I'm doing my best. If people care and they're looking at me with dirty looks, who cares? Because what can I do? So I'll, I'll tell you what, like, yeah, one of the secrets of there, I mean, other parents can probably attest to this is you really don't care. It's a cool thing. Like, I thought I would care. I thought, like, I'd be like, oh, we got to quiet down now because it's going to be like, I honestly could have cared less because I care about, like, fixing my daughter's problem or, like, figure out what's going on with her. And, like, it never bothers me. So that's going to be, like, that'll be a fun thing for I mean, I don't know. I'll be curious if you feel sort of the same. Um, I, I think I so, will. I, 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 be, I think I will. And I'm excited. I'm ex- so I'm excited to, to wrap the point up. I'm excited to care less about what other people think, which is a, a funny thing that is might not ever occur to anyone about having kids. Like the you know the hundredth thing on the list of things that'll change. But to me, that's that's something that's kind of exciting. Yeah, and I mean, it's like another life adventure, you know. And you're about to go on a new adventure, essentially. And and it's it's a uh, it's a blast, man. I'm having a blast, and I'm curious. Like, are you guys? You know, we're planning on doing like a long-term sort of nomadic type of thing here in, um, in the next few years, you know, kind of, um, you know, doing our little trips here and there and kind of gearing up for this, you know, thinking about maybe like a living in a camper for an extended period of time or like those types of things. I'm curious if you and Heather have talked about, um, bringing this kid on the road for a long period of time. Are we going to do some family trucks or stuff? Get the caravan going or what? 
We're going to get that caravan rolling, my friend, down the highway, singing tunes and like a little old band, right? Like a family band. We, um, I, I'll, I'll give you what Wait, all of a sudden of, we're playing banjos and we're walking barefoot. Like partridge family for some reason. Here we come rolling into town. Um, we're playing except gigs. I no, except I have no musical talent, neither does Heather. Our babies. What about that harmonica young, so. I bought you, man? Yeah, Didn't you figure out how to play that thing yet? Not, not yet. Not yet. Um, I guess you actually have to practice in order to be able to play something. Um, here, here are my thoughts, and this will be funny to look back on when after it happens and, and in the future. My thought goes like this. Heather is pretty keen. On, uh, the baby's due November 5th. So in January and February, when we hate being on the East Coast and it's nasty weather, our goal is to go somewhere in the Southern Hemisphere. So we're looking at probably New Zealand. So Heather's already said, she's like, yeah, I want to go down there. Like, let's go down there for a month or two. I'm, I'm the one pumping the brakes a little bit saying like, well, let's make sure you feel okay. Let's get through this first thing. But when the kid is about two or three months, we are looking to take an extended trip somewhere far, probably to Australia, New Zealand for a month or two. I mean, I don't know what it's going to look like. We might rent a camper van for a little bit. We might get an Airbnb for all. Either way, somewhere warm. So that's like first plan. Second plan is exactly like you said. At some point in the next, I would like to do it in the next year and a half, take the family on the road, probably through the US because I always wanted to get an RV or a camper, uh, through the US for an extended period of time, four months, six months, something like that, and just bump around with the kid living in you know, an RV or something like that, and uh, and just taking on the road and just having that experience while they're still young enough that you can, and they're not, it's not too hard to do it with them, but they're you know not old enough that that it causes an issue either. So um, yeah, so that's the goal. So let's say you know big trip. I'll show you New Zealand uh, when the kid's very young, a couple months, and then in the next year year and a half, take it on some sort of epic U.S. road trip. It's fun. I mean, the possibilities are endless and basically nothing's changed except the, it just, the mate, like you said, circling back to what you said in the beginning, maybe the way you travel um, changes are the considerations, of course, because you have to consider another person and how that's going to work and stuff. But I mean, that's, you know, that's just, that's just the way it goes. And um, I'm excited, man. I'm excited for you. I'm thrilled for you and Heather. Can't wait. Pack, to, um, packing is going to be hard, right? I mean, packing might be a big yeah. The clothes are small, too. you know? Yeah, small but still, you, st- you can still pack in a carry-on. I guess you don't have to bring diapers. I mean, you can bring mm-hmm. diapers, but you can buy stuff in other countries and all. And- yeah, all right. yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll have to do a packing for babies episode or something if anybody's interested. And um, Jay, if- before before Chris buzzes us, I th- did he just buzz us? N- no, he's no. Buzzing. He's, he's buzzing us just in about 30 seconds. All right, we got 30 seconds. I Not to cut you off, but I want to hear... What are the biggest changes from your perspective now? Because I kind of told people what I thought would change. What are the few biggest quick hitting changes that you've experienced since having a child when it comes to travel slash location dependence? Well, I have 15 seconds, so I'm not going to be able to quick hit that quickly because that's a thoughtful question. So I'm going to let Chris buzz me here first right about now and then i'm going to answer that question they say or i read this somewhere that having a kid is like having your heart outside of your body and it really is that like i don't know how else to put it in the into words um it's an incredible experience i i've at least for me i've really enjoyed it um you know certainly um 
getting up in the middle of the night and all that. But like, uh, I, I think that one of the biggest surprises is like how, how much I thought it would bother me and how it doesn't like how much it doesn't bother me in reality, like how much I thought beforehand and how much it's just part of life and I'm happy to do it and take care of her and everything like that. Work wise, it's tough to work from home. Um, I, I have a, we have a smaller apartment in Oslo and it's, uh, it's not always easy, especially if she's just right there on the other side of the door, because it's just so easy to go out and spend time with her. And like, you go to get a drink and, you're like, oh, let's hang and out or whatever. There she is. Know. Yeah. And milling it's like, around, hanging out. Yeah, that, that can be challenging. So I go out to cafes a lot. And, um, you know, like, I mean, like a lot of people know me, I'm based in Norway now. Um, it's because I'm a variety of reasons. I'm getting permanent residency. I'm learning the language. There's all this other stuff going on. So it's not like, it's not because of our daughter that we're not traveling. It's, there's a lot of other circumstances why we're not at traveling as much right now. Travel-wise, you know, we've done some trips to... Like we went to Stockholm, uh, we went to America, like we've been doing the things we want to do. So I don't feel like shortchanged at all when it comes to travel. I've done a ton of traveling and I feel really good about like my life right now, what I'm doing. Um, So that's really nice. And I think the other big change, I guess, is, I mean, just, it's a totally new experience. So just, just, I guess just, it's, it's like a whole new different situation you know um but in the best way possible and um i'm really excited for you man i can't wait to talk to you about it on the other side and that's coming up here at at the time of this recording yeah that's that's gonna be in what is it like four months or so yeah yeah less than four months so location independence main point here is it grows with you whether you want to have kids or not whether you have them or not you're going to have other interests, other things you want to do. If you want to bump around and live in different places, if you want to take up a new hobby and go, you know, I don't know, build your own cabin somewhere in the woods or something. It's something you want to do. It's on your bucket list. Like all of these things are possible with location independence. That's the beauty of it. That's, I think, one of the main points of this show is get excited about that because there are many other benefits that are hidden benefits, I think, that we don't even think about. We talk about the surface level stuff a lot with travel and sort of the obvious things, but it really does run so much more deeper than that. And it's not just a flashy term, location independence. It truly changes your life. It's truly something that gives you this freedom to, to just enjoy your daily life, which is your life, um, and create your own schedule and all that stuff. It's, it's so awesome. So anyway, if you're interested in learning more about getting around other people that are doing this, which is really the only way you can get create it and sustain it, we think. I mean, at least in our experience and pretty much everybody it, no, we know. It's the only way. <laughs> yeah, it's not just our experience. Yeah, if you want to create it and sustain this lifestyle, you need to be around other people who are doing it. And if you want to be around other people, one of the places you can be, Jay, is the location indie community. Um, one of one of the you know there are other places out there. We've cultivated it in a way that that we feel works for us and works for the people who are in. And uh, that is location indie i n d i e dot com. Hop on the newsletter mailing list, and then they'll be the first to know uh, when we open it up again because it's not open all the time. It's only a couple times a year that we open up to new members. So you'll be the first to know when that does happen if you hop on the mailing list. Speaking of new members, I want to say welcome to the Paradise Packeteers, uh, the folks from the Paradise Pack. We just did uh, we just did open up the community to them, and we had just under 100 new folks joining the location of the community. So I want to welcome everybody in. So excited to have you. And um, yeah, 
hop on the mailing list. We'll let you know when we're open up again. Would love for you to join us. We're waiting on the other side with open arms, ready to welcome you in. If you want. <laughs> if you're a parent, tweet us at Zero to Travel, <laughs> at Pack of Peanuts. Let, let me know how wrong I am in my assessment of what is going to change or maybe how right I am. Uh, let us know at Pack of Peanuts for me, at Zero to Travel. We love to hear from you and we will chat soon. Take care. Peace.